electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. The tech layoffs just keep coming. The latest, Google cutting hundreds of jobs in its engineering product and hardware divisions. How the future of Google is making itself felt within Google. It's Thursday, January 11th. Welcome to the Tech Check Podcast. I'm Deirdre Bosa with Mark Gilbert. Gilbert, happy Bitcoin ETF day. It finally came. Yeah, you've been, have you been accessing your 401k today? Sort of putting, going all in now? No, but let me tell you, a few years ago, I put my kids' Christmas money into Bitcoin, and um, that's looking looking up. Yeah, depending on how many After years rough- ago, yeah, that, that could be really looking up. Yeah, it's, it's certainly looking up today, and I mean, it is exciting. We're going to spend some more time talking about this, particularly next week. Um, we're thinking about doing it for our weekly deep dive, but this is really the launch of a new asset class. It's very exciting, and it's kind of like a new era too at CNBC, right? For so long we talked about it, but it wasn't totally legitimized. It feels like, you know, that moment is here. And back up to, uh, you know, about 47,000. So the price also sort of supports the the narrative shift. But today, today we have a different story. Uh, another layoff story in technology, Google confirming it is doing another round of layoffs. The company did some of this, yes, in 2023, about 12,000 jobs that they cut. But nowhere near the level of of a meta or even an Amazon, uh, which which cut a lot deeper. And so now we're seeing, um, I don't know, I guess I'd call it some continued cost cuts. Right, which doesn't feel that novel because we've been talking about cost cuts, about layoffs for more than a year now, right? As these companies get fit, get more efficient. But what's really interesting here, and I think very fresh, is that the narrative is changing right in front of us, Right cuts over the last few years, that's been about rebalancing workforces after pandemic overhiring. But this new wave, it feels like this is more about directing or allocating resources towards that new generative AI computing shift, and maybe even the beginnings of a massive labor shift enabled by AI itself. So there's, I think, big macro implications here that we may just be starting to Yeah, see. I think you can see that when you dive into where the job cuts are actually happening. So at Amazon this week, Uh, Those cuts are happening in Prime Video and MGM Studios. Uh, At Google, it's the hardware division that makes Pixel smartphones and uh, Fitbits, Fitbit, you know, watches and wearables, as well as, you know, I will say within Google, the core engineering unit. And I thought this was probably the most interesting D, but the team working on its AI assistant. So, um, you know, the voice assistant uh, was thought to be uh, such an important part of of Google strategy, and now they're making cuts to that as well. And you and I had some debate about this this morning. We saw it sort of in different lights. Um, where I saw it is that if engineers are being cut in this department, it's not because it's less important, it's because it's more important. So if generative AI is this full platform shift that is going to affect every single part of Alphabet's businesses, more products are going to grow out of those ambitions versus being built separately, right, to support 
the traditional core of advertising. So Google ex Assistant, for example, could be seen as redundant. All the best engineers <laughs> are working on AI, and AI, the generative AI now sort of core mission is to make a chatbot. We don't know whether that's going to be something in a web browser, something you talk to, but I think that, and we've talked about this in the past earlier this week with Siri, that that AI assistant could be that killer app. So in a way, cutting that department or engineers in that department may just be a signal that it's sort of moving to the core, that the core AI team is going to work on this. Yeah. And I think for me, it remains to be seen whether AI is this full platform shift uh, you know, especially in terms of what consumers actually see. We've seen Silicon Valley throw themselves behind big fads like crypto or Web3. Uh, and even, you know, the one I was talking about this morning was like the voice assistant, right? So, you know, Amazon Alexa was supposed to be this big computing shift where it was how consumers interacted with these companies. And it was supposed to be this big threat to the iPhone. And, you know, Apple had Siri and Google had their assistant. Uh, you know, and, it, and it, that that was sort of the uh, the pitch that it was going to revolutionize how we ac accessed technology. And you know, the voice assistants are still around, but it's you know it's hard to argue they've been this massive shift. I think what is interesting is if actually what ended up being most interesting about um, you know voice assist assistants is the technology behind them was like the AI and the machine learning that made the algorithm right. better. But but the but but that form factor matters. And so like, you know, if, if the AI assistant didn't take off, maybe it's a chat bot, maybe it's uh, something else that we haven't even thought of yet. Right. And I think what a lot of people here in tech in Silicon Valley argue is that generative AI or artificial intelligence as a whole, machine learning is nothing like those other shifts. This is the biggest shift since, and you know, it differs here, whether it's bigger than the mobile platform shift, the internet itself, right. the industrial revolution, the printing press, but no one thinks it's it's like less than the mobile shift. They think it's going to be that big and that important. I will say, you know, and I'm maybe kind of an early adopter, but I've been using voice assistants for a long time within the house. And I start to ask it questions that I type into chat GBT or BART. So I can make, I, I see that jump. It's going to take time. And, you know, I live in San Francisco and I'm more open with technology than perhaps the some average, others, yeah. um, the average person. Um, but I can see it happening. And that's why, you know, my mind went to, you no, know, you know, Google's assistant isn't less relevant. It's, it's more. So, um, I mean, but you, know, yeah, you go keep ahead. going, you keep going. Well, I was going to make this transition exactly. to the open AI. That's, the, that's the transition I was going to make, right? Because <laughs> that was the news that we got yesterday is that open AI launched the GPT store, which is a marketplace for personalized AI apps. So essentially, um, think about the Apple app store. ChatGPT wants to have a ChatGPT app store where a company can build, um, you know, build a product on top of ChatGPT. The example I've seen, you know, it's funny, I've seen this example everywhere. Uh, All Trails, which is like the uh, hiking app to find a hike. Because it's on the homepage. It's on the homepage, yeah. Where you can, so now instead of looking in the All Trails app, you just ask the All Trails ChatGPT, um, you know, product, hey, can you recommend me a hike? I'm looking for a, you know, five mile hike within a, you know, within this distance from right. me. And it, or I like, what's the best difficulty. trail? Or what's the best trail for dogs? Right. Or if you have kids, or if you are not that active right. and you want a really easy one. But 
I don't know. I mean, on one hand, right, the launch of the GPT store, it's a real moment. It's its Apple App Store moment. And if you go back, we didn't, it took us a long time to realize the importance of that because you needed developers to start using it and creating these killer apps, but it was a place where they could do so. In these early stages, as I was looking through the GPT store also, and I <laughs> landed on all trails because it's like an easy one to just type in and look at. I'm not currently working on any research papers to use the other right, kind right, of GPTs. Right. I played around with Dolly as well. It's it's very underwhelming, right? I mean, when you think about all trails, I'd rather open the app still and look at a map and see well, how close is, things are for me. It's it's visual. This is basically my this is my argument, which is that I I understand that that AI, you know, working in the background is going to make a lot of things are going to make products better. This is sort of the the argument that Apple is making, right? Is that is that AI and machine learning works in the background to make its existing products or future products better and more intuitive and whatever. But it's the the, the question of right. form factor. It's like you know, just because the technology exists, is that how you want to access all trails? Is through a chat app? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe a map. Maybe the map is better or maybe the you know native app is better. Do you want to book an Uber by saying to something, hey, can you book me an Uber or do you want to just, you know, press the buttons like you normally do it? Well, let's let's relate this back to sort of the story we began with, and that's layoffs or and that's reallocating or marshalling resources at big tech companies towards AI. And I think that the idea that OpenAI is first with a GPT store that lights a fire further under the mega caps because it tells them this is urgent. If you go back to Apple and the app store, that's really what won the mobile age, right? Um, of course, you know, we're in America where a lot of people use the iPhone. The Android store has been equally as important, right? But there was two, two walled gardens, two places to access all the different apps for all the different companies or use cases that you can think of. So the idea, again, that OpenAI got here first shouldn't be underestimated. I think that the use cases and the GPT that we're going to see um, are still will come and they'll, they'll come fast as well as people and if they start developing. And just platform. like the App Store, there's these really there are these really um, high margin businesses, right? And you know the other high margin yeah. business I was thinking about, which is sort of similar in its ubiquity, is Google Search, right? But it's sort yeah, of this just exactly. this layer that every you know if you're if you're uh, if you're the North Face, right? And someone searches North Face jacket on Google, you want to make sure that your, you know, your result is up there at the top. You don't want your competitor buying out, you know, you don't want Columbia Sportswear buying out the 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 top ad space or the top results. Right. And so it's this sort of just and the same as the app store. It's like taking 30% of every, you know, every transaction that exactly. happens within the app store. It's they're these really high margin, uh, fast growing businesses. And just the same as if if OpenAI is able to build this, it's just sort of like a layer on top of all computing. Exactly. And if you think people are going to go, their habits are going to change, that displaces sort of this fantastic high margin business that Apple has with the App Store and Google has with Google Search. So it's not surprising that they're maybe making, they're cutting back in other departments in order to try and figure this out or put put resources towards that. Now, there's another angle to this story that I thought was super, super interesting, and that is macro. And the right. whole idea since the beginning of talking about artificial intelligence, is it going to be the job killer? Is it going to boost productivity? Is it going to give us better jobs? And I think we're starting to see some of those questions be answered in real time in technology too. You could say it's ironic that we're seeing it in technology, but you could also see that say that tech is sort of a leading indicator, right? What happens there 
goes to other industries eventually. So let me lay this out. And I think I'm going to quote Jeff Richards. He's a VC at GGV, which is based here in the Bay Area. And he argues that these recent tech layoffs are part of a broader labor shift that's just getting underway. He says that the 2022-2023 get fit trend, that's the year of efficiency that he's referring to. And just all the layoffs that that happen in Silicon Valley. Yeah. That were under the guise of, not under the guise, for the reason, right? They were to offset all of that overhiring during the right. pandemic. But he says that that trend dovetailed right into the 2023 to 2025 AI adoption trend, which is driving a massive upside in productivity. So essentially, companies learned over the last few years, Wall Street demanded it, that they do more with less. They learned that they could do so. Zuckerberg, Elon Musk are sort of the poster poster children of that era. And then after that, Artificial intelligence, generative AI comes along, further enabling or even supercharging that drive. Right. And if you're a startup right now who's hiring and you want to become the next Facebook, uh, are you going to hire as many engineers uh, as you would have maybe three to five to 10 years ago? I don't know. I mean, I think that that I just, yeah, the proponents of AI I, would make the argument that, no, you're going to hire you know maybe half of what you, what you would have. I just had a breakfast meeting this morning with a generative AI startup founder. Um, and he said that going into this year, he thought he was going to hire, you know, 80% more year over year kind of growth. That's now down to 20%. He just took a look and he thought, we're working in generative AI. We can use these tools instead of maybe junior, junior engineers. engineers you or imagine junior that analysts. Yeah, Meta, like Amazon. Yeah, they're yeah. going to do the same thing. Yeah. And I think probably and, I mean, a lot we've of actually... research roles in you know banking or law or consulting that probably also could be consolidated. And I think we've already been seeing this play out, except that we thought, oh, this is part of the year of efficiency. But perhaps some of that is also because of the productivity gains led by this new new AI developments. So Zuckerberg, right, he has sort of said as much that he can do more with less. And it's there in the numbers. He's reduced Meta's engineering hiring targets. You also look at Amazon and Google. Right, yeah. Right? And Same in thing. the second quarter of 2022, it really turned. Amazon's workforce was growing at at 14% year over year, but over the last four quarters, it's shrunk. Google same story, right? Google peaked in 2022 and, you know, now these are just smaller companies. The question is exactly as you've just laid it out. Does AI make it so that we never get back to those levels before? Are we going to have like a shrinking or or maybe just a slower growth? tech workforce. And what does that mean for the economy and for, you know, employees and for San Francisco? And I will say we're talking tech companies, but let's not forget that Amazon is the second largest private employer in the country. So that is important. That has macro implications. And you just gave me the idea I should look into Walmart, right, as the number one employer. And you know, it, it uses technology. It's become, a, you know, very technologically savvy. It's competed with Amazon on the e-commerce front. It's going into advertising. It has Walmart Just Plus. Just announced a big um, partnership you, with uh, Microsoft. Right. So um, be interesting to see the trajectory of their hiring as well. But the idea that the tech companies are going to be first and then as other industries adopt artificial intelligence, are they going to be able to slow hiring or even make further cuts? Right. And how, what does that so, do to what does that do to like fulfillment centers, you know, who use robots to replace human workers or something like that? Exactly. So, you know, in one sense, this is really good for tech investors that efficiency can continue. It's not just the year of efficiency. This is also now like AI efficiency. Keep that train going. Um, 
but it does raise big questions for the economy at large if this trend moves beyond tech, as many believe it will. There was this headline from a few days ago um, looking at IT hiring, and the number just dropped off a cliff last year. And you can imagine that that's already an industry that's being impacted by AI, right? Because so many more companies are relying on chatbots for their customer service. That's sort of like the really early stages of generative AI, and that could continue to happen. Right. I mean, I think that the the one sort of counter to this is that is how expensive NVIDIA chips are, right? So like on the other side of this, uh, you know, are there all these AI companies out there? Yes, they're getting more efficient, maybe in their workforces, but all of a sudden, do they have to spend, you know, a ton on Microsoft cloud bills because well, because they that may invested not, in these query based That may not matter because we're going from an era of enabling and building once these chatbots are up and running. And this, you know, relates to our larger weekly piece as well, how Apple could be a winner because remember, they haven't been buying up NVIDIA GPUs. They could find a different way of doing this. So I think what we can take away from this, though, is that there's going to be new trends this year. We're just at the start of 2024. We're seeing more layoffs in tech. You can't just blame the reason of the last few years. They're trying to be more efficient. It's they are becoming more efficient through AI. So it's like the tail wagging the dog. Um, So we'll continue to follow all of these developments. Make sure to catch our weekly. We talk about Apple's AI proposition. And remember, Apple never really overhired during the pandemic. So it'd be interesting to see if they get a little leaner too, thanks to AI. Uh, but tune in tomorrow. We'll talk about this more. All right. See you tomorrow, Deep. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.